Hello and welcome to another episode of Hot Takes, a very special edition where I, Jack Kolodzewski, have brought to you, our listeners, a subject matter expert on today's film. <laughs> Usually, we're just a couple of idiots talking about movies. We, see, we, we call them as we see them. But this time, ladies and gentlemen, we've got an expert and his name is Jeremy Kolodzewski. Hello, Jeremy. What's up? How are you today? I'm doing well. Are you feeling like your expertise is is well polished, well sharpened, and ready to to cut into this film? I mean, should I give a little background first? Well, first, let's introduce the movie that we're talking about today because our listeners just hit play so fast on this podcast when a new episode comes out, they don't even see what they're what they're what they're getting into. They're just just give it to me, just give it to me. Fair uh, enough. We're talking about Mortal Kombat, twenty twenty one. Mortal Kombat, the uh, newest in the long line of video game movie adaptations. Uh, Mortal Kombat having several film adaptations and uh, TV and animated adaptations. This is uh, this is the new Warner Brothers joint coming to you in theaters. So, Jeremy, tell us why you're an expert on Mortal Kombat. Uh, for for about. 10 years. Well, even before before that, I've been like a huge fan and huge nerd of the games, but for the last 10 years, ever since uh Mortal Kombat 9's release in 2011, um I have been traveling all over the country to um compete in tournaments for the game at like a at a high uh competitive level and it's made a very big impact on my life and I've gotten to see places and meet people that I wouldn't have otherwise without that game series. And it's, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a franchise that has meant a lot to me for a long time. I've got, yeah. I've gotten to shake hands with Ed Boon. Yeah. Safe to say that you are, uh, Ed Boon being the creator of Mortal Kombat for those who are unaware. Mm -hmm. Uh, so safe to say that you you enjoy Mortal Kombat a fair amount, maybe more than your average martial arts fan. The the games, yes, and I'm also a big fan of martial arts films. Like I love, sure, I love Jackie Chan. You and I grew up on Jackie Chan movies that Jackie were coming Chan out. Rocks. I actually just saw that they're doing like a blue Blu Ray release of Drunken Master Two. Yes, that I may have to uh, may have to scoop that. But uh, all that being said, Jeremy, now that your CV is out of the way, what did you think of the 2021 Mortal Kombat film? Um, as well as both a Mortal Kombat fan and as a fan of martial arts films, this film failed to deliver on both accounts pretty spectacularly. Yeah, yeah. This so you didn't like it, huh? Really knocked the wind out of me. I was uh, maybe the joke is kind of on me for uh, having expectations for a movie based on a video game, but I feel like this one more so than other video game adaptations, like had basically a T ball set up to fucking hit a home run. Like, yeah, it has yeah. it has it's not like a huge budget compared to like other like big blockbusters out there, but it's still like a pretty significant budget. This had a 90 million dollar budget. Um, 
you know, there's a lot to go off of, uh, especially for like a fighting game franchise, because like over the past um, 10 years with uh, with with Mortal Kombat 9, 10 and 11, they've proven that you can tell an effective story yeah. within the, the fighting game genre. They've kind of pioneered how to tell a story within that genre. So like, yeah, this for those movie who haven't had... played them, those, those games have like a better story mode than any fighting game really that has come before it. And I think they're still, you know, still probably on the high end of like the, the like single player story experience, which is usually not really the focus of those kind of games. Right. So yeah. Yeah. And and th- this this movie basically had everything handed to it on on like a silver plate and it still failed to deliver on both accounts. And and even on like not even just like on the Mortal Kombat end, on the martial arts end, like over the past 10 years, we've seen like these movies that have really pioneered how to tell like effective and visceral action sequences like you have the raid films you have uh you have john wick you have the night comes for us you have like i mean you have an actor from from the raid and the night comes for us starring in this film and yet you you still fumble pretty much every step of the way it's like it's kind of shocking yeah yeah i would say that my expectations for this movie were Pretty low going in. Sure. Um, I did not really... I, all I wanted it to be was fun. And it wasn't. You know? And it was not fun. I found it really boring. Um, I don't think the new character, especially Cole Hahn, was Cole charming. Uh, or... No, Cole Turner. I thought it was Cole Hahn. It's Cole Turner. Or no, Cole Young. Cole Turner is someone else. Oh, Cole, Cole Young. Young. I don't know where the fuck I got Cole Hahn from. But anyway... Doesn't um, matter. It's the main character of the movie, it, and we the still can't I don't get his remember, name right. The reason I don't remember is he's the most boring, fucking, just no charisma, no style, no nothing. And we'll get into like some of the more specifics about his character later. But like, just brought nothing to the table. Um, in the, for a, a franchise that is like so overflowing with like interesting weird dynamic characters they picked they just created like the most boring main protagonist ever and then they made a bunch of other changes like okay we'll maybe talk about some of the like specific changes that they made regarding mortal Kombat lore in the spoiler section but like the whole thing just felt so lifeless uh and so just i I think it started really pretty strong and we talked about how Joe Taslam is in this, and um, who plays Scorpion? Hiroyuki um, Sonata. Yeah, who... both of those are like pretty, pretty well established martial artists, and yeah. there, there is a fight scene which you can actually go watch on YouTube. So you don't even have For to free. like, if you don't have HBO Go, even uh, you can watch the best part of this movie on YouTube. Um, it starts really strong, and I thought like, okay, this seems pretty promising, and I, I went from like pretty low expectations coming in to watching the first 10 minutes of the movie and thinking like, okay, sure, maybe this could be cool. And then it just from there, it just, that's where they introduced Cole Young. And it just from there, falls off. A none of it clicked for me for the rest. And all I really wanted at the end of the day was, you know, these weird characters getting in fight scenes with each other, doing some cool fatalities, 
doing hyper violence to each other. And I just don't think it really delivered on any of that stuff. I, th- I thought the fight scenes were pretty boring for the most part. Um, and definitely not choreographed. Like the first fight scene, again, between the two, like probably best martial artists that are in this film uh, was good. And then the rest of the fight scenes just shot really closely, shot really like like all over the place. A lot of the fights are not even like there's some, several fights that are like not even between like human beings. We'll talk about that later. But like those fights, I thought were pretty it's, boring. Also, it, it commits all of all of like the major fight scenes. Uh, I was I'm gonna like even include like the the two like decent ones. Still commit this. Um, there's like four major things that you should not do in like a one to one hand to hand fight scene. It's over editing, it's underlit, choreographed like pretty poorly, and there's there's just like no satisfying beats. Yeah, like nothing. Yeah, no no like rhythm to it. Yeah, of. there's no yeah there's there's no moments where you go like ooh, and there's and there's nothing to like really like sell the actions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I and you know, and and seeing you know Joe Taslim in this movie, especially like makes you think of movies like The Raid or The Night Comes for Us, or you know some of those other movies that he's been in that are I I find to be much much better than this movie. I was hoping that it would have more of that energy, um, and it's it felt more like probably the closest comparison I could make to it, which is unfavorable to the movie that i'm comparing it to is that power rangers reboot that they did a couple years ago which i actually thought was like not bad i thought that i think that movie is better than this movie but it has this movie feels closer to that power rangers movie than it does to anything like the raid this gave me like dragon ball evolution vibes there you go that's awesome that's maybe (laughs) i don't think it's as bad as dragon ball evolution if we had to make a tier list it would be dragon ball evolution Mortal Kombat 2021, and then Power Rangers, whenever that came out, 2018, maybe. Sure, sure, fine, yeah, fair fair enough, but... If we were to scientifically rate these movies... Yeah, right? ...and rank them. Yeah. Oh, man. It's, yeah, it's just, you You hit it right there, lifeless. Yeah. There's, it, it feels embarrassed to be a Mortal Kombat movie. It just has zero energy or like pacing or structure the movie's not as as down as i am on it it's not completely worthless no no (laughs) and i think we are being hard on it a because because i think well obviously you're a big fan of mortal Kombat, but like again it was those first 10 minutes that i saw like a little bit of promise to it that i was like it those first 10 minutes like almost immediately like Set, changed my expectations, like set the bar a little higher than what I went in with, and then it just dropped off a cliff completely. And if you think about it, Mortal Kombat should be like one of the easiest easy video easy, games easy. to adapt. Just, a because NetherRealm has already like established that you can tell an effective narrative within right. within this IP, and B like all you really need is to just set up a tournament with all these crazy characters yep. like what um like what the the 1995 movie did and what the um last year's animated film Scorpion's Revenge does which mm-hmm. is also a 
much better. I would, if you have HBO Max, I would highly recommend watching that instead of this if you haven't already. I'm gonna watch that. I haven't watched that yet, but that sounds cool. It it the the animated movie like delivers everything that you would like. It's like the yeah, I, ideal Mortal Kombat movie. Honestly, I, I think you nailed it. Like you, all you need is the most vague narrative backbone to all you need is a here's tournament. a bunch of crazy characters who are doing a tournament. Like I don't need Cole Young's life story with his wife and kid. I don't need to know that he's a, f- a failed MMA fighter who's destined to be in Mortal which we'll talk about this more in spoiler territory, but who's destined because he has a fucking weird birthmark. Like, just, there are so many good Mortal Kombat characters. Even the ones that are in this movie, like Sonya Blade or Jax, I think would have been better lead characters. It's because those characters actually have a semblance of motivation and right. goals. Like it's Cole the, Han, Han is basically just being. Or, well, I don't know why I keep saying Cole Han. Cole Young just keeps getting like he's just strung along. I don't think he has any interest in actually doing and, this. You know, it's that it's that pitfall that a lot of like shitty blockbusters do, where it's like it's controlled by prophecy and destiny. Like you yes. are you are predetermined to to complete this goal, and that shit's so boring. This is firmly in the category of shitty blockbuster. Yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah, and not shitty in like a fun way, which sucks because I think this movie had a lot of potential. Um, and I think I think we've seen studios like do this kind of genre thing way better recently. Like I I, I felt like most major movie studios have gotten more of a handle on like how to do a good genre movie like this. Like I think Godzilla vs Kong is a good example of like that movie kind of just stayed in its lane and did what you expected it to do but it did it like pretty well and 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 had fun with it sure and this movie just feels like it's trying to just avoid being the thing that it's supposed to be yeah and it and it doesn't really supplement that with like anything worthwhile no no kano is okay yeah, Kano. Th- he is okay. Kano is is fun. The actor who plays him, this Australian actor named Josh Lawson. Josh Lawson is that his? Uh, yes, Josh Lawson. He's probably the most fun part of of the movie, and um, like he feels like he's the only one who's like aware that he's in a Mortal him Kombat and, uh, movie. Who's the other scumbaggy dude um, with the mask? Cabal? Cabal. <laughs> he was okay. Br- Brooklyn accent guy. Yeah. He was um, all right. But, but like, when you think about it, like, the most effective thing that the Mortal Kombat 2021 has is just ripped from the 95 movie. Which is? Kano. And his oh. characterization. Yep. Yeah, the relationship, especially, specifically between, like, Sonya and Kano, right? Well, that's... That's from that's from like the original games, but Kano being like Australian and a dirtbag is like something that the the nineteen ninety five Paul W S Anderson movie right. made up, and then the games like the later games just kind of like took from that right. to to characterize him in the games. So, so like the best thing that this new movie has going for it is just ripped from the ninety five movie. So what does yeah. that tell you? Yeah, yeah, and everything else just like I thought Liu Kang and and Kung Lao were pretty flat. 
Um, like I said, like Sonya and Jax were okay. I thought they were serviceable, but nothing special. Raiden was was fine. Most I of thought, the characters are just kind of there. They're just kind of there, especially like you know Sub Zero. Joe Taslim as Sub Zero was a really exciting premise. I did not find him to be like imposing or threatening or. They didn't or, really he kind of just shows. He just man. They didn't give him much sucks. to do. <laughs> they didn't give him much to do. Yeah, you have you have like like what we said before. You have two very accomplished martial arts actors in your movie playing the most iconic roles from the game, and you barely use them. Yep, I agree. Yeah, we thought spend, that was a good idea. We spend a long time with Cole Young and his family. Oh, God. Do not give a shit about Cole Young and his family unless his family is also participating in ripping people's heads off. Not interested. Which that's that's like you know sort of what we can get into spoilers. In a minute, I think we're almost ready like. to to flip over to spoiler territory. The the other thing I wanted to bring up was like. The writer and director on this movie seemingly came from nowhere. Like, I'm looking at their IMDb, Simon McCoy, I guess that's how you pronounce his name, is the director. And the only other thing he's done between, besides Mortal Kombat, is a video short from 2014 called The Nighttime He's he's, a, he's apparently like a veteran commercial director. He's made a bunch of commercials. And this is his weird first. choice. Weird choice. And yeah, and then, the uh, the the main writer Greg Russo, Greg Russo his yeah. his IMDb is like bare. It's he's a writer for Category Six, which is not out yet. He's a writer for Death Note Two and Space Invaders. Oh God, that's it. Like, did they grow these people in a test tube? Like, where did they come from, and why are they getting a ninety million dollar movie as their first movie? I don't understand. Anyway, again, like you said, this is not the worst movie. It's like it's not complete unmitigated garbage trash. It's, it's, I just think the sad I thing just is, think it had a lot of potential that it totally totally squandered. I don't think this is even the worst Mortal Kombat movie. No, I mean it's not Annihilation. Cuz Annihilation is nearly unwatchable. Yeah. But like the most shocking thing is that like as much as people like dogpile on Annihilation, and rightfully so, it's kind of baffling that this new movie makes some of the same choices that MK Annihilation does. Yeah. I mean, the biggest problem with this movie for me is I just was bored with it. I did not. I was not having fun. It doesn't give you a reason to care about anything. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't need to have, you know, I don't need to feel pathos from fucking Liu Kang, but I want him to do cool, cool martial arts. You at least want him to be likable. Yeah, sure. I, but only in the most borderline sense. Like I don't, or like baseline sense. Which I don't is what, need him. Which is what the ninety five or any of the characters. Does. Yeah, exactly. I think the ninety five movie embraces the camp in a way that makes it more fun, a little more tongue in cheek. This is like so deadly self serious, but then they're also like inject some memes in there at the same time, which also that I don't think are very funny. Joss, it's that Joss Whedon brain poison. That has infected Could be. a lot of a lot of Could blockbuster be. movies these days. This, this movie felt like it wanted to be like the producers of the, this movie were like, "What if we could do like an Avengers type thing, but for Mortal Kombat?" And in that way, it also feels like this movie is just 
a prequel to like what they really want to make um which in that case just, like just make what you fuck. really want to make who cares i know i agree i wish they had just just do how do you make a mortal Kombat movie and not do a fucking tournament how <laughs> tell me jeremy you you just said you just said that like how the uh, announcer says how do you make a mortal Kombat tournament yeah. without a tournament Dun, 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 dun. Ah, Jesus. All right, you want to go to Spoiler Zone? Fuck it. Let's go to Spoiler Zone. Let's we'll finish be right him. back. All right, Jeremy. How do you want to spoil this movie? Well... Want to talk about Cole Young first? Oh, God, honestly, what is there... Is there talk? anything else to say that we have not already said? It's, you know, he's that... Um, it seems as though when Hollywood executives don't have any faith in the IP that they're adapting, they insert this audience surrogate OC who everyone explains the lore to. Right. And he's he's like a supposed descendant from from Scorpion. From Scorpion, right, right. Who who was a who was like a samurai in the sixteen hundreds. Which that's fine, I guess. But like they didn't make it like totally clear that he was like a descendant at first because in the in the beginning, Raiden takes takes like takes the, a baby. Takes yep. this like this baby who survives the Lin Kuei attacking the the temple. And mm-hmm. um and so I was under the impression that the baby that Raiden takes was Cole and for some reason Raiden kept the baby alive for 400 years and <laughs> he just put it on ice for 400 years yeah because I, I honestly that's not out of the realm of possibility Sub-Zero lived for 400 years right so well he's like a demon kind yeah. of yeah I guess I, or maybe time moves slower in Outworld but sure that doesn't matter doesn't matter because there's Sub-Zero cause, still around. Because like, you think why. about these things because they they the only reason that I'm thinking about these things is that they try to overexplain some aspects right. of of the of the movie's lore and leave everything else like kind of like haphazardly. Sure. So, you know, I normally wouldn't care about this kind of thing because, you know, it's hate to just like be comparing this to the 95 movie uh over and over but like the 95 movie doesn't like really care it's just you like here are the characters explain any of this shit no you there's don't outworld and there's earth realm they're going to have a tournament and fight yep done script done yep and these some uh, of these characters have uh have superpowers why do yeah, they have which okay it brings me to the next thing. Yeah. The Arcana and the fucking dragon birthmark. So I remember when this first trailer, the first trailer for this movie came out, I was psyched on that trailer. I thought that trailer looked fucking great. Turns out that that trailer was literally all the best parts from this movie just cut <laughs> into two minutes. But the one thing from that trailer that made me like go, mm, we don't have to do that movie is the fucking... It's not a tattoo or it's not a birthmark. It means you're a chosen one. It's like, why? Do, no, no, that's so stupid. And then like, 
the I actually do kind of like the wrinkle that like if somebody else has the birthmark and you kill that person, then you get get it and you get to be in the tournament. Like some, you get to take their invite. That's okay. I, some, I don't some mind kind that. of like Highlander shit. Sure, whatever. That's fine. It presents a good opportunity for Sonya to murder Kano and get his thing. But um, I, like I, the Arcana shit is so fucking whack, man. And the Why? movie spends you know, a lot me, of time. It's like you on said, it. it's it's trying to for some reason it's trying to swerve on this like already well established Mortal Kombat lore and over explain why these fighters have like cool powers. And it, you're trying to explain this to an audience who has been so oversaturated with superhero mo- movie yeah. media for the last twenty five years. Do you really need to explain why certain characters have superpowers? No, no, no. And then bring that brings us back to Cole Han of Cole. Young. What is wrong with me today? I need to whatever. Um, Cole Young, um, his power is so fucking lame. I thought his fit was lame when they were just walking in the desert. Like when he actually like gets recruited by Sonya, and they you know Sonya's got on her fucking tactical gear and stuff like that, and and Kano's dressed up how how Kano dresses up. And then Cole's just got his fucking J Crew fit on, his skinny <laughs> jeans and black t-shirt. It's like, bro, we're going to the desert to do some fighting shit. He looks you like don't got uh, anything. He, he looks like your average person that plays Mortal Kombat. You don't got anything with like cargo pockets or something? Just bring some snacks or some water while we traipse through the desert? Like Or like maybe like your your MMA wraps. Anything to make you look cooler? Than how you look. Like Maybe we're, we're going to be fighting ninjas. A headband. Something. It doesn't matter. Just something. And I think that's like, that is like representative of how I feel about this whole movie is just like, there's no flair or design to it no. because it just wants to be this like kind of vanilla thing. Um, and then when he gets his power, it's just the Black Panther suit where he absorbs blows and if, then and then re reuses that energy which he totally forgets about or the movie forgets about in the final fight with sub-zero it's just i don't know man it's just lame yeah i mean you probably heard this joke if you're if you're on twitter a lot but his power is literally plot armor yes, yes. plot armor yeah it's just so boring there's just nothing like fun to it for me uh completely uh, flavorless yeah flavorless. and one of the big marketing gimmicks that this movie had to try and give it like a leg up over the um the the movies from the 90s is that oh this one actually is r-rated and is uh is is gory and like you know it has all the gore that you want from the games which which is a fair criticism of the movie of the 90s movies is that they it is kind of like those 90 movies for as well as they do other stuff it is kind of missing that like you know that extra viscera that the um the games have but like all the 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 gore in this movie is a like pretty few and far all, between all, all CG and also. all CG very yep. little practical gore so you don't really get any of the like the impacts of it and um the most of the characters that uh that uh that like get fatalityed 
I guess, are just like the most like E tier random E tier characters that they just pull from like the PS2 era games. Yep. Everybody's and, favorite Mortal Kombat Deception. Yeah. I like that game, but you know, but <laughs> Jeremy's but, favorite Mortal Kombat Deception. That was the one I played most on the GameCube. Was that the one that had the cool like Outland story mode single player? Yes. That was yeah. the one that where it had just like a whole ass RPG. Yeah. Inside what was the of one it. that was less good? Was that Armageddon? Armageddon was the one that had like every character from okay. like the whole franchise. Yep. In it including like meat. Sure. Everybody's yeah, but meat is like the tier of character that we're talking about here. And you have like bald hammer guy who just looks like a cut rate. Um, uh, what's his name? Not Sha- Shao Kahn. Yeah. Well, yeah. that was that, funny enough. That's his. That was his character in the games. Is that he's just like his his lore in the games is that like he takes over Shao Kahn's army after Shao Kahn is killed in MK3. But. But that doesn't matter because that's none of that's in the movie. He's and just then, uh, he's just dude like with hammer. Dragonfly lady who just mm-hmm. gets instantly killed. Which maybe my favorite kill of the movie is yeah, Kamala's probably the most kill. fun kill in the movie. But then for they, sure. they turn around and just like always oh, getting his soul sucked by Kung Lao. <laughs> okay, doesn't even get a fight. He just gets soul sucked real quick. Yep. I looked it up by the way. Cole Han is a uh, seemingly discount shoe company um and if you look at cole han's website that's pretty much what cole young's whole fit is for the majority of this movie (laughs) fuck man and anyway the point i was getting at was that the um like the fatalities the people who get the fatalities are just like these e-tier jobbers who like get immediately introduced and then immediately killed so it's like there's no tension there's no yeah. like it feels like there's no consequences to to like the fights right you know yep yeah um except maybe like when kano gets killed i guess and he's the only character who's like funny or charming or interesting um, yeah in the whole movie but then uh, the, but that fight scene was like shot in like a a dingy ass um like trailer park in indiana that brings me to another one of my problems with this movie is like none of the locations where any of the fights take place are interesting at all you've got the one fight where Jax fights hammer bro on like the kind of classic um the pit uh pit and they don't then he doesn't even knock him into the spikes no nope. Come on! In the 95 movie, someone gets knocked into spikes. Well, you could have done the exact same fatality that Jax did to that guy, and then he could have pushed him over into the spikes. Sure. Anyway, I don't... Just a lot of mispotential. So much mispotential. Yeah. Like, the final fight with Sub-Zero and Scorpion and Cole is in, like, a frozen school i guess it looks like, like a gym. abandoned gym, something like which but like there's to, no there's no flavor cra- to any of those you know backgrounds either which is another thing from mortal Kombat that i would say you got to do right is like have interesting locations for where you fight 
that's probably the most interesting location in the movie because it's like it feels like the one that's like remotely inspired, like an abandoned location that Sub Zero takes over and like freezes over. That's like I, I guess. Know. But even still, as an abandoned location, it's a pretty boring one. Compared compared to every other location, it's like the most inspired. It's a low bar. It is a very low bar. Um, what else? Did I have anything else to say about this movie? I don't know. I feel um, like we've just been shitting on it for half an hour. Is there anything positive we can say about this movie? Well, there's some individual performances that we already mentioned. Uh, Kano... He's he's fun. He got a little grading towards the end, to be yeah. honest. I think yeah. uh, it's it seemed like while they were filming, they realized that uh, the Kano actor was the only guy bringing like any <laughs> sense of personality. So he's yeah. like, just keep going, just keep riffing. Yep. Just uh, just 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 keep it moving. Let's uh, yeah, let's have let's have more Kano, because we haven't figured out. Oh, another way to make our fighting tournament movie entertaining. <laughs> no, if it was a fighting tournament movie, it would be more entertaining, but it's a not fighting tournament movie. I'm so annoyed that they didn't do a tournament. And if they're going to do that in the next movie, like, why am I going to go see the next movie? Well, I thought I didn't like this first one. Yeah, exactly. Like, you had your one chance to sell me. But I heard allegedly that they signed or they, they optioned Joe Taslim for four more of these movies. Oh, wow. Uh, to me, this is just like all the worst parts of making blockbuster movies in twenty one twenty one distilled like into into one movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's uh, that's a perfect way to describe it, and it's and it's such a shame that it's attached to a franchise that um, that I've you know had a, had a long history with that you like but, a lot. Yeah, but I suppose that's what happens when you get to get yourself too attached to uh, a franchise <laughs> yeah i mean i i really was i was really hoping this movie would have more of the energy of an adaptation like dread you know sure r-rated movie adapted from a established ip just gets down to fucking business brass tacks cool ass action scenes gore that's all you need why you needed Alex Garland to make a Mortal Kombat movie? That would be better. That would have been better. I was thinking, like, like what if Sam Raimi made a Mortal Kombat movie? Because we were, it would cause, be more interesting. Because when we were when we were talking about this movie before, you brought up The Quick and the Dead. Yes, The Quick and the Dead, which is 1995 movie as well. Came out the same year as Mortal Kombat. Yeah, and you know what? That's a cowboy movie where they just do a fucking tournament. Mm-hmm. Why are they doing a tournament? Who cares? They're doing a tournament. One-on-one fights. Because um, Gene Hackman basically plays Western Shang Tsung. <laughs> pretty much. You're, you're, you, that's pretty much dead on. Which brings us to Shang Tsung, which we haven't talked about at all. There's nothing Chin, to talk Chin about. Han plays him. He's so... He's, there's he's, nothing. He's, he's the guy he has nothing from to do. The Dark Knight, the one who gets kidnapped in Hong Kong. Right. Right. Um, with a pretty egregious wig, yeah, um, and just has no does not hold a candle to the 1995 uh, Shang Tsung. I mean, I mean the Carrie Carrie Tagawa was so good that they brought him back in the most recent game yep. to to play that character. I don't think and it's cool. I don't think they're gonna do that with this with this uh, Chin Han guy. <laughs> no. No, well, wasn't weren't people saying that like, oh, maybe the new protagonist in this Mortal Kombat movie will get 
brought back to the game or something like that and oh, now people God, are like I, no thank you I you can uh, you can keep that actually hell yeah. no keep them Do away you, from the games uh, yeah well you don't want the plot armor and uh tonfas enough characters that already have tonfas yeah and, uh... who even uses a tonfa come on yeah it's kind of a lame weapon you know, you know who um who uses tonfas? A striker. Remember striker. Okay, but striker also uses guns and grenades. Yeah, and that's not even really a tonfa. That's a that's a police baton. Sure. Anyway, and, do you and, have anything you know, else to say about Mortal Kombat, Jeremy? I think I'm pretty much maybe tapped out. maybe using a character like uh, Striker would probably be a bad idea to have as a main character in your probably movie. not the right time and place to do Striker. Yeah. No. No. Uh, if you're, I mean, there's, it's, if you're gonna, if, like, if you're that curious and if you're that big of a fan of Mortal Kombat and you just want to see for yourself how this movie is and form your own opinion, go for it, I guess. Sure. But- I mean, you know, it's playing a story screen, probably will be continuing to play while, uh, after this podcast goes up. Uh, but, you can also see it on HBO Max. I would say if you're going to watch this movie at all, it's better on a big screen with a loud sound system. But even on HBO Max, like HBO Max currently has the animated um, Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge, yep. which actually, you know, that movie has its own issues, but it actually delivers on what you want. Yeah. You can know. you play MK9 on a PS4 or a no. PS5? You cannot. No. No. I'm surprised they have not remastered that and put that on. You're not the only one who has who has said that. Uh, it's it's not even available on the Steam store. Shit. They didn't make a PC version of MK9. That's there why, is right? there is a PC version of MK9. But oh really? A couple of years ago, it was taken off of the Steam store. I think probably because of like licensing, maybe something to do with Freddy Krueger. Ah, uh, sure. Freddy's always fucking stuff up, isn't he? <laughs> Jerk. Yeah. All right. I think that's going to do it for Mortal Kombat, Jeremy, unless you have any other closing thoughts. Um, if, you're, if you have Netflix, go watch The Night Comes for Us. That movie fucking rocks. The, yeah. white, white Boy Bobby has a hell of a lot more personality in his- and I, I feel like a lot of people missed that one. I think a, most people have heard of The Raid and seen The Raid. But the night comes for us. I th- I think kind of flew under the radar a little bit. I mean, it's Netflix does does like a really poor job of like advertising like more than half of their catalog. So yeah, yeah. Well, they have a lot of. So that's you know, that's why I'm saying it here. If you haven't if you haven't seen the night that comes movie's for good. us, that I'm meaning to watch good. that again. And so that's a, that is the most ouchy movie I've ever seen. Probably, yeah. You just watch that one and ooh, ouch, ooh, ah, ah, ooh. and watch the watch the animated uh, Mortal Kombat Scorpion's Revenge and maybe rewatch the the 1995 movie because I think that yeah movie, I kind of I kind of do I want to watch the 1995 is that available anywhere mm, probably for it's not on HBO Max Annihilation is on HBO Max. Oh, good. But the ninety. You do not recommend watching that one. No, no. Um, but as you know, there's some aspects of the 1995 movie that don't hold up, especially in regards to its very early 90s CG. 
but uh sure but but even that has its own charm now it's yeah. like so bad it's it's good yeah the 95 movie has a lot of charm to it in general which is something i wish this movie had some more of me too maybe in the next one. Oh god you can't you can't you can't always fall for that though Cause that's how that's how Hollywood. Movies, well, that's what how can Hollywood, I say, Jeremy? I'm a sucker. I see all the movies that come out anyway. That's so. how that's how Hollywood like strings you along. It's uh-huh. like, oh, you're gonna keep seeing our movie, but we don't have to put any effort into it because you're just you're just gonna hope for the next one to be better. Uh-huh. Yep, suckers. I'm a, I'm a mark. What can I say? <laughs> I'm not what saying that's say? you, but I'm saying that's definitely something that uh, that Hollywood likes to do. Anyway, yep. yep, that's that concludes anyway, my thoughts. This is not the only podcast uh, that Story Screen does. There have been many. Uh, it's outdated now, but you can watch the or listen to the Oscar Predictions podcast and find out how wrong we were. Um, we Robbie and I also just did a podcast on Shiva Baby, which is a cool movie that's been playing at Story Screen. You should check that out if you want to, or you can just go to StoryScreenBeacon.com and see all the articles, reviews, podcasts, and movie times, um, so you can come see a movie. Jeremy, thank you for joining us. Yeah. You and I together? Yeah. Happy to be here. Happy to do this. And uh, if you like this podcast, go uh, go leave us a little little review. Or if you hate this podcast now because this is your favorite movie of the, the year, then you know what? You are valid, and uh, I'm glad that you had a better time than I did. I wish I enjoyed it as much as you did, imaginary person that I'm making up right now. People have liked this movie. I've seen people like this movie, just not us. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) I'm going to end this podcast now. Bye. Peace out. (laughs) 